Hi there. You're listening to Cinema Cult, where we pick a weekly movie genre, review a movie with that specific theme, and then discuss where that genre is going, where it's been, and figure out what significance it ultimately plays in cinema's history. As expected, there will be spoilers, and F-bombs are dropped pretty frequently. Welcome back to Cinema Cult. This week, we let Honto pick. Honto, tell us what you picked. I picked If Looks Could Kill from 1991, starring Richard Grieco. Richard oh, Grieco. and what a joy of a watch it was. Ooh, it was quite a pleasure. Are you saying that in a negative way? We'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. Wait, are we hiding our true feelings about this movie? No, you'll probably know in the next like minute and a half of this podcast. <laughs> okay, this <we> sucked. <laughs> All right, so starting off, Richard Grieco is graduating from high school. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's a super senior. He's a <laughs> Yeah, he is a super senior. He looks like a super senior. Well, he shows up with his headphones off. And he throws his headphones on, and he sits down, and he turns off the music pretty much, and just starts talking to everybody. Yeah, he's yeah. like, what did I miss? And I was like, wait, his- you're sitting in the back <laughs> of the audience. You saw everything. It's graduation. Yeah, he turns off his talk boy and, you <laughs> know. <laughs> his yak back. What drives me crazy about this movie is he's always listening to his headphones. And as an audience, we can hear how loud it is, but people talk to him, and you can hear him completely normal. Yeah. yeah. That drives me crazy for some reason. But basically, you know, he's graduating. He's getting up there. He's excited. He's a cool kid. He's a really cool kid. And he goes up to grab his uh, diploma. And what does it say on his diploma? Incomplete. Because he didn't pass a French class. Oh, man. No way. And what a horrible feeling that must be. You think they would let him know before he he spent money on the the cap and gown? No, actually, this is legit. This is a thing they do. Certain high schools will do this. This happened to a buddy of mine's friend. He basically, what they do is they would hand him an empty diploma book. And it it had nothing in it. It was just a book. And he like so he'd have to go to summer school that year, and he wouldn't find and like he would know going into it. Like they they still make you show up for graduation. Yeah, but don't when, once they give you something, isn't it empty anyway? You don't get your actual diploma until later. Well, high right. school I got mine. I didn't walk for high school, so I don't know. Oh, college. Uh, yeah, true story. College, no. College nowadays are fucking lazy about it. They're like, yeah, we don't. We'll mail you the diploma. They just show up. Yeah, to you just spend like one thousand dollars on top of the all the money you spent for school, and they send you an empty. Yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah, it's fucking stupid. Okay, I do have to comment though on the scene and because this is our credit sequence. Yeah, and some of the credits that pop up, I was kind of surprised to see of them. Uh, Fred Decker, did yeah, the story for this. Fred Decker is the guy who directed Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps and Night of the Creeps. Really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And casting director for this movie was Marion Doherty, Ooh, who she? is a an extremely famous casting director, and a lot of people in Hollywood have. Well, they tried forever to try to get her, uh, the casting director, as an Oscar nomination. Oh, As okay. an Oscar category. Yeah. And they wanted her to be, like, the first one to win it. A lot of, like, actors and actors. Four if looks could kill, right? Yeah, they just did a documentary on her on HBO about a year ago. They did, yeah. I don't yeah. know what it's called. It's called... I think uh, it's Casting By. I think it's called Documentary. Yeah, it's called Documentary. Look it up. Who, who do you think the casting was by for the documentary? Oh, shit. Yeah, mind blown. <laughs> yeah. So, Richard Rico gets home, and his parents are going off on him. And they're like, well, you're going to have to go to summer school. And he goes, they don't have summer school. Really? Yeah, they got to offer summer school. They got to offer summer school. For people yeah. like Richard Grieco. <laughs> yeah, for people like Richard Grieco. Um, His mom is like super optimistic, though. She's she like, is. Yeah. She's like, you can do it. You know, yeah. like, well, well, it's all right. Well, he looks like he's 27 years old. <laughs> he is 27 years old. In this Was year. he really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I looked it up because one of my first notes is like, Richard Grieco, the 30-year-old, 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah, man. He's so old-looking in this movie already. I think he's old-looking. I would have guessed probably like 22. I would not have said 27. He's about, definitely yeah. not 18. Definitely yeah. not 17. And definitely not 17. Yeah. Definitely not any age that he's supposed to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> 
Uh, basically, his only option is going to France with the French club. Man, it's so tough. It I is. I gotta go to France. And right when they decide it's gonna happen, his mom calls up the French teacher and is like, hi, Miss Blah Blah, like, you're going to France. Whatever. Yeah, Already- I, don't, I don't understand the plot uh, device for this movie. Like, in this first, like, five minutes, it's like, why is there no summer school? Why does he have to go to France? Dude, summer school is awesome. Have you seen the movie Summer School? Yeah. It's pretty good. I have. Yeah. Summer school is great. But why is, like, why would they admit high school dropout go to, like, France? Why not? Like, that's not fair to all the kids that, like, busted their ass. Yeah, I, I earned up enough money, and I was really good in my French class to attend the senior trip to France. And then, like, they have to sit next to, like, Richard, Richard Grieco, the idiot. <laughs> also, like, a lot of the other... Like, 27-year-old senior. <laughs> also, all of the other, like, classmates on this trip don't look like they are smart at all. No, like, yeah, why is it, like, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, it's like, like dumb a, people. It's like a ragtag group of classmates going it's on like, this French trip. It's like a, um, a prequel to National Lampoon's senior trip. <laughs> dorm, dorm days? Dorm days. <laughs> so, it cuts to the airport. He's going to Europe. Uh, he gets dropped well, I think, off. Uh, before that, though, they cut to they introduce the the two villains. The um, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. They cut to Europe. Yeah, and this is when we have like our uh, super spy. I, I call it Inception for morons. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, when we get this whole like spy chase scene in the snow on snowmobiles, I got it. Okay, so this there's like this hero spy in this scene. He's, he's like, like, the, like he's Blade, the Daywalker. Yeah, <laughs> and. I don't know what he does at one point, but he gets some guy's arms stuck in one of the four-wheelers. I have no idea how that happens at all. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't get that. Right and then the four-wheeler drives off by itself with the guy, like, hanging on. Yeah. And I don't understand, I don't understand how it drove off by itself. <laughs> Just, it's like, on autopilot. It's like, this is like one of those moments, like, in movies... Where like they shoot like switches on the walls with guns, <laughs> yeah, and it operates to, still to, to turn the lights on. Yeah, like and it still operates. Like they're like they shoot the switch and like the door comes like slamming down. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that's not how things. That's not work. how it works at all. I tried it one time. My remote was destroyed. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't watch TV for like a month. That's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he beats all these bad guys and he swings in through a window. And who does it happen to be? Roger, Roger Daltrey, Daltrey, lead singer from the Who. And as soon as he busts in through the window too, as soon as he tears through, he's like. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and it was really cool. Um, <laughs> the movie would have been a lot better. If Dude, I would have lost that. my shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, Roger Daltrey swings in. It's kind yeah. of a useless cameo. It's yeah. a cool cameo. I thought it's he was cool. going to be in the movie. When it's I cool, read he was yeah. in it, I was like, cool, Roger Daltrey. I also was. recalled him being in the movie, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... he dies okay. two seconds later. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge Who fan. But I feel like their idea of putting Roger Daltrey in this movie was like their way of connecting with the young crowd. Yeah. Like, we'll put a hip rock singer in the movie. <laughs> and it was like 20 years or like, I would say about like... Uh, it's probably about probably, 10 years after they put out their yeah, last album. Yeah. 10 years after they, their last album. And I'm sure no one was like, oh, cool, Roger You should have got uh, Steven Tyler for this role. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you could have like, done the same thing. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that just bumped at Goldway. That was not. Why did you go that? was that? not Steven Tyler. I'm sorry, I'm late. <laughs> I do looks like a lady. <laughs> if you want a cameo, just put Bobcat Goldway in it. Uh, dream on! <laughs> uh, so, Spymaster Roger Daltrey swings to the window, and he ends up in the showdown with the principal from Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, her name is Linda Hunt. So, yeah, he has this whole showdown with Linda Hunt, who takes she takes off her necklace... It's and, like her signature weapon. Yeah, it's like a whip pretty much around her neck. Yeah. And she, I, she did she choke him to death? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
And that's the end of Roger Daltrey, and then that's when um, I turned the movie off. I was, <laughs> I was done. <laughs> the whole plot of this movie is they're bringing in a new spy, but nobody knows who the spy yeah, is. He's the jackal. He's a, yeah. They don't know who he, what he looks like, how old he is, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we cut to the airport in good old. Is it Michael Corbin? Yeah, Michael Corbin. And uh, <laughs> what is that? Fifth Element. <laughs> oh, it's Corbin Dallas. Yeah, it's Corbin Dallas. I know it was close enough. <laughs> Corbin Dallas. <laughs> so um, Michael Corbin shows up, which happens to be the same name as this unknown spy. And this is when our whole uh, confusion Mis- happens. Mistaken identity. Our mistaken identity. 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 Was he Russian? I'm sorry. So then we get this whole like. 10-minute scene of, like, the spy gets a phone call, but it's actually for Richard Grieco's character. Yeah, because, like, the code name for the... His, his contact's also named Mother. Yeah. So it's like, Mother's calling for you. Yeah. But it ends up being Richard Grieco's mother. And, and so then we get this whole non-funny scene with the spy. <laughs> the spy talking to Richard Grieco's mother. who's like It's just very confused. awkward, yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. And then about. he gets killed by a vacuum bullet. And he um, blows, what... Vacuum dust out of his mouth. <laughs> I yeah. don't understand that at all. Yeah, it would not make any sense at all. Now that you said it out loud, that's what it was. <laughs> it was like, it was either that or he was smoking a cigarette. I, I don't think he was smoking well, a cigarette. The principal no. from Kinder and Cop is dressed up like a stewardess. Yeah. And she's vacuuming and she shoots something at him and we get a little bit of blood and then all this smoke comes pouring out of his mouth. Let's just say it's vacuum dust. Vacuum dust it is. That death, makes sense. Death by vacuum dust. <laughs> so then right after this, Richard Grieco gets a phone call from Mother. From the 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 military mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he thinks it's his buddies screwing around, and then but go go. Ahead. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't really get this either. Like, aren't, aren't his buddies on the field trip with him? His one buddy. His one buddy. <laughs> yeah. This guy only looks like he's got one friend, anyways. <laughs> well, then Grieco gets a first class ticket, makes all the other people jealous. And the French teacher's trying to like get him to come back the entire trip, which you know it's kind of like dumb or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, this whole next scene is them on the the airplane, and he's up in first class, and the French teacher's like, you know, he's my student, blah blah blah. Yeah, and I guess this good spy. <laughs> just trying to I think this is this a, what is this? Is like a it's in like another CIA guy. That's what I figured. Yeah, he's yeah. like there to protect Richard Grieco. Yeah, and once he hears Corbin's name, he's like, "Don't worry, man, I got you. I'll protect you." Yeah. Well, the principal for Kindergarten Cop happens to be on the plane too. Gives him um, a nice mimosa or some sort of like. Something that kills him. Yeah. Basically yeah. just poisons, poisons his drink. Pretty yeah. much. And, okay, well, at the same time, right before he died, he put, like, a pin on Richard Grieco. Yeah, he got his uh, Delta Wings. Yeah, that's what it looked like. To <laughs> what was it? Yeah. Delta Wings. That's, like, what they give kids when they're, you know, they award them the little pin when it's, like, kids are on board, you know? Oh, and, and they, they visit that. the pilot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They get, <laughs> they get to the cockpit. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets these wings. He gets off the plane. And, he, okay, this is where the movie gets stupid because... The oh, French this teacher. Is where the movie gets yeah. stupid. This <laughs> is the right moment here. right here, the defining moment. Well, Richard Grieco is trying to get off the plane, and he's trying to escape his French teacher. Doesn't he want to graduate high school? That's true, yeah. That's all I kept thinking is like, dude, finish up this thing so you can graduate. He's like, dumb, though. So yeah, he's, he's a kid. Like, he's supposed to be an 18-year-old. Well, they, the whole thing is, is they set up this like subplot that never happens where he's going to try to go after like his high school sweetheart or whoever this girl is that's on the bus. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought something was going to happen with that where, you know, he was going to hook up with this girl and they were going to go on the adventure together or something. No, she's just yeah. there for his friend to be really fucking creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll come to that. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get there. there. <laughs> we discussed that as well. So so far we have two cases of mistaken identity where we have 
Michael Corbin, who's supposed to be like the Mike, super spy. Michael Corbin. Michael Corbin. And then we got the French teacher, codenamed the French teacher, who... French uh, teacher. They think that she's like some sort of like super operative as well. Like that's what the, the villains keep referring her to as the French teacher. Oh, yeah, really? Like I, stopped, I didn't pay attention. Yeah, yeah Matt fell asleep right here. That's <laughs> where I fell asleep. Awesome. Well, yeah, we get this whole like chase out of the airport once they land. Was it the one of the British agents that he just like fires a gun randomly? Yeah, he just shoots a suitcase, and it's like a British. It's just a British agent. Like yeah. he's not a Why bad guy. Why is it guy? they create like a diversion? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't really quite understand it, but I don't understand. Yeah, like it ended up being the French teacher's suitcase, though. It's just, yeah. re- it's just a report he's gonna have to fill out later. <laughs> you know, when he fires That's the a stuff bullet. you don't think about. Yeah, yeah. where's this guy's story? That forty-page report he's gonna fill out, where he's like, <laughs> "So why did you why did you release your firearm <laughs> uh, to create a diversion in an airport filled with civilians?" <laughs> With American students. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes off with this uh, British agent, and then we get this whole James Bond a la Q scene. Yeah. Where we're seeing all these so things d- being tested. Did they, start, did they do this in the Dalton movies at all? Like the. The Roger Daltrey movies? Yeah, the Roger Daltrey movies. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, too. I, for the I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, Roger Daltrey. The uh, other, like the pre GoldenEye, do they do this with like the scientists testing out the gadgets? Uh, yeah. They yeah. don't do it in License to Kill. I think they do it in Live and Let Die. Okay. Or Living they, they did it in the Roger like, Moore Where it's ones. like kind of like comedy, where it's like the yeah. people are getting, like the the gadgets are backfiring on them sometimes. Pretty much. Okay. But these yeah. gadgets don't make any sense because the very, like one of the very first ones <laughs> they show. <laughs> they don't make any sense. It's like, okay, so not, if, you, if you don't really watch James Bond movies, there's always like a scene where uh, he meets up with his buddy Q and Q gives him all these gadgets that are going to help him on his way. And there's always these demonstrations. They give you like and, a taste of like the potential gadgets. Yeah, that what's going to happen? Well, one of these things in this movie is just a guy holding a bomb, and he just <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just explodes. Like that's it. He was testing a bomb. Like, Listen, they pick him up. He's like, you, "You're good to go." He's like, "I need a break." <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing like Kevlar, like a Kevlar suit or something, like a bomb suit. <laughs> he launches like fifty thousand feet backwards, and he's like, "I need a break." <laughs> <laughs> Stand back, gentlemen. Ah, well, we better stand here for now. Isn't that marvelous? Ready to go again? (laughs) Maybe later. Let's talk about some of these well, gadgets that we see here. I we, see. There's another one where it's like a desk that basically smashes a guy's head. Yeah, like destroys his like entire head. <laughs> yeah, like he's decapitated. Wait, this isn't a real guy. It's a dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's real good. This so part of the movie is really violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we also get, what, the shoes with the, the suction cups? Yeah. That's, get the these, ex- are, these are the gadgets that he gets. Yeah. And the then we get gum. the x-ray glasses. Yeah. Um, we get and the chewing gum, which I'm not sure if like Mission Impossible ripped off of this. Oh man, you know what? Okay, since you brought that up, there's a couple of things in this movie where I was like, they're ripping this movie off, but I'm like, wait, this movie came out before. Yeah, it came out way before yeah. GoldenEye and Mission Impossible. Yeah, because there's a car chase in uh, France, and it's uh, a, a red and it's a white car. And yeah, this, is, this is the following scene. Yeah, yeah, and they chase after each other, and it's very like it reminds me almost spot on GoldenEye. Okay, yeah, the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah it totally is. Good and then call. there's a part yeah. right after that where he meets her at the casino, and it's like verbatim, almost like the like, same sequencing where it was like... Oh, my God. Okay. Here, okay. This you is, know what I'm talking about? This is what I'm thinking. You ready? And then the gun with Mission Impossible. No, this is perfect. So what happens is they make the James Bond movies, and then this guy watches them all and says, hey, I want to make one for kids. So then he makes one for kids. 
And then when the, Pierce Brosnan comes back for Bond and they start the whole thing, he's like, hey, how do we reach the younger audiences? And he's like, hey, I got this movie. Hey, how do we reach these kids? <laughs> I got this Richard Grieco movie. And then they get all the ideas from that. It's okay. this vicious cycle. Yeah. But yeah, we Scary. get this whole car chase scene where Richard Grieco doesn't know how to roll down windows. He's being tailed by this, um, she's an agent as well, I think. I think she's, yeah. uh, it's revealed that she's the daughter of... Uh, Daltrey. That's right. That's right. And she's seeking revenge. Oh shit! On... That's who that was. Yeah, dude. Oh, Twist ending. <laughs> Twist I was ending. not paying attention. <laughs> wow. When she's like at the end, like because there's like at the end of the movie, she's like, "Yeah, you killed my father," and I was like, "Oh man, I missed that backstory." Yeah, you missed it. You <laughs> now missed... that makes all. You missed like, the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah, that makes so much sense now. <laughs> so yeah, we get this whole like chase scene. He doesn't know how to roll down the windows to hear the girl talk to him while they're driving by each other. Yeah, they're just casually having a conversation. Pretty much. And he's shooting off all these rockets and everything. He actually shoots a rocket off into a small little shack. <laughs> yeah. Someone what? was in there. No, I was yeah. going to say, I thought I saw some animals in that, that shack. A, yeah. Yeah, I saw Shaq come out of that shack. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, why'd, you, why'd you shoot my shack? <laughs> I, saw, I saw the B-52s coming out of there. giant, dude. <laughs> the B-52s. Love Shaq. Got, oh, okay. Oh, that's dumb. I got nothing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Take that out of the podcast. Nope. Staying in. <laughs> Man. So then Richard Grieco presses one more button that doesn't make any sense, and it's the disable vehicle button. Why would you ever need a button just Why? to destroy your car? I have no idea. And he, Well, he drives the car right after the scene. How did he get his car to like start back up after he disabled it? You probably pressed that button again to re-enable it. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's the point of the button? I, th- I think that's just the ignition. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just turned it off. <laughs> the last missile he shoots is at that... The the hand guy, the the main henchman, basically. Oh, yeah, and he uses, like, his hand. <laughs> Which yeah, there's a, there's a bad guy him. with a metal hand. Yeah, What's this? it's the guy from earlier, the snowmobile, who gets his his hand caught in the... Nuh-uh. Yes, way, dude! Is it really? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it really? Did you not know that at all? No, I didn't know that either. Did you guys no. watch this movie? Yeah, we Holy did. Shit, how, how much did you watch this movie? I watched it like a person. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm glad so, yeah. you guys watched this movie. We did. Like, we literally, yeah, it we, wasn't on in the background. We sat down, we turned off the lights, and we watched this movie. So we cut back to all the students in the bus that are going on the field trip. We get this whole subplot with the students, and it's it's wasted. It's, it's confusing, because I don't know who any of these guys are that keep replacing the bus driver. That's yeah. actually one of the few funny parts of I think it's movie. pretty. Everything's pretty, pretty good. Well, what happens throughout this whole movie, I'll just kind of catch this part up on the students at least is the bus driver ends up getting killed. He gets knocked out by some dude named John claude Yeah, who's one of the bad guys. Yeah, you and don't then, know which side he's on, though. Yeah. And then later on in the movie, they, they pull over because there's a car broken down in front of him. Yeah, it's in the middle of the road, basically. And the bus driver goes out, and he gets... He gets shot. He gets shot. Yeah. And then a new bus driver comes on. Yeah. And the funny thing about this is that the French teacher is so welcoming to each new one that yeah, comes and on. Yeah, they're total assholes. Oh, yeah. Um... And that, and then that's the whole plot with the the kids. And then the that bus. guy gets killed by the the handman, the handman from uh, from the beginning of the movie. Remember? Wait, what? <laughs> Come on, guys. Um, but we do have some uh, some scenes that go on in the bus. We have guy shaving into it's, yeah, it's Michael's friend. Yeah, Michael's buddy shaving into a cup and then drinking it out of a straw. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's like a fast food cup. Yeah, yeah right in front of the girl slob. that he's trying to woo. Yeah, that makes sense. We also get another scene where. Grico's friend tries to kiss the girl while she's sleeping. And starts almost licking her ear. Yeah. Yeah, this is weird. It's a creepy scene. The inside of her ear. We actually started talking during the movie. 
This wasn't the first time we did, but <laughs> I, I can tell. Yeah. We were absolutely quiet up until this scene. <laughs> but we tried to think of movies where guys are creeps, and we thought of... Road Trip? Road Trip, was yep, that was the first one we brought up, which is actually, they make fun of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, then we thought of... I don't think they're making fun of this movie. <laughs> no, no. And we, why do we bring... Okay, this next movie you're about to say, why do we always bring this movie up on the podcast? I, mean, I never bring up this movie. This is like the fourth or fifth time this movie has been brought up on Creep the podcast. Creep Show 2? Creep Show 2. Okay. The oh, okay, ra- the yeah. raft where well, the guy tries, in, yeah, yeah, and he that. tries to like he's like feeling her up. It's we like always, why why are there like so many like creep show two movies? references? Yeah, yeah. why Bobcat Goldthwait cameos? <laughs> I know it's like all we talk about. We're friends, <laughs> but like there's these scenes in movies sometimes where they're basically just like molestation scenes. Yeah, I think like, there's just... like a girl asleep and like a guy would be, like licking her ear and stuff. But like the movie tries to play it off like it's a joke. It's like no, he's like violating her. It's not funny. He's also not <laughs> like, really like a a character in this movie, so it's kind of weird. Like yeah, that's yeah. yeah. He's not like a. He's only in the obviously like the classmate scenes, no. but he's not like doesn't really have any speaking lines for like hey Michael, it's Michael, you know. Yeah. And then at but, the end where he's like Michael. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. And you Here got paid, I am. <laughs> you got paid two million dollars to do that, that acting role. <laughs> How nice would that be? <laughs> Uh, next, we have our James Bond playing card scene, where he plays cards with the head bad guy, who is his name um, is Augustus uh, something in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Roger Rees from Cheers. No, yeah, yeah. Yep. Who actually just passed away this year? Did he really? Yeah, last last year or last year? My oh, bad. I didn't know. Uh, oh, he's, he's also, also the Robin Hood. sheriff of Rottingham. Yeah, yep. I forgot about that. Oh, I and uh, what you say hi? <laughs> There's all characters welcome. Characters <laughs> up all night. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like a Saved by the Bell ripoff, basically. I think he played. Oh, like okay, the, that sounds kind of. Familiar. I think he played like the principal on it. No, okay. oh, he played the Mr. Belden character. Yeah, bra- yeah, pretty much. Hmm, interesting. British version of Mr. Belden. <laughs> that's weird. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just okay. I just want to point out. I'm just taking a break. We're still recording, obviously. But if you are listening to this episode and you happen to miss Swordfish. And Matt's uh, Burt Reynolds laugh during that podcast. <laughs> that wow, might you're be, like really pushing that, that reference. It's probably <laughs> one of the funniest things we've ever recorded. Back to the movie. Um, uh, so yeah, we get this whole James Bond scene where he's playing against the bad guy. They're playing blackjack? Or no, he thinks they're playing blackjack. I think they are playing gin, blackjack. Jim Black? Jim Black. They're playing Jim Blossoms. Jim Blossoms. <laughs> Name that song. So this is when Greco pulls out his x-ray glasses uh, he sees the dealer naked, he's, and uh, he, he starts sees, having an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> he sees Augustus' uh, little babe, her uh, that girl, yeah, yeah. Uh, assassin, which is it's Ariola. Is that really her name? Yeah, God. like pretty, pretty oh, obvious. That's, oh yeah, that's yeah. a total James Bond. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then for some reason sees uh, a man dressed like a woman. How did I miss that? I did not see that. <laughs> I did not see yeah, you saw. You didn't see that? No, I totally missed that. Yeah, there's just like throughout the scene, you see like this this manly looking woman. You're like, what's up with that? And then when he puts the X-ray glasses, looks over, it's just like a dude. Oh, so yeah. the whole joke is you think it's a woman the entire time, and when he puts on the pretty glasses, much, yeah. Okay. We're like, okay, but he's playing cards. What was I gonna say? She's just a background, like, or he? Yeah, it's just a background character. There's no dialogue, no like like looking over. Like that's weird. Well, yeah, just, yeah. Okay, but during this scene, he basically is playing cards with the guy, and he's playing blackjack, right? Yeah. And to look at the next card, he's like, all right, I'm going to put on my x-ray glasses. He's like, and he uh, says to the guy, he's like, here, give me a second. He's like, I actually, I can't see. And yeah. he puts on his x-ray glasses <laughs> and sees that the card he wants, and he takes him off. Yeah. He's like, okay. Like, I can't imagine, like, what the bad guy would be like. Right, let me see those. Like, 
Wait a minute. This guy has x-ray glasses. Like, he's cheating. Like, but like, he's, like, freaking out. And everyone's like, what are you, why are you freaking out about? He's like, no, he just brought x-ray glasses. Like, that's, sir, that's ridiculous. You're a moron. But why the, would he do that? The whole thing with the story is that the other Michael Corbin is supposed to protect Augustus because there's some sort of, like, like partnership or something with him in the British Secret Service. Yeah, oh, okay. So he doesn't even know that this is the guy he's supposed to be protecting, even though he's, like, really a bad guy. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, you're so, informing me like so much. On this I know because I watched the movie. I, dude, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I tuned out. <laughs> I, we literally watched the entire movie. Uh, yeah, because that's why when he wins the the, the entire pot, basically, he uh, introduces himself as Michael Corbin. That way, August is like, oh, this is the guy. Yeah, they're supposed to kill him, basically. And okay. then he said, "I'm Augustus." And he's like, "Oh my bad," and he starts like awkwardly, you know, walking. Oh away. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No, I got that. No, I was there with that one. So after this, this is actually probably the best part of the movie. Ariola sneaks up to Grico's room. They're getting all hot and heavy. And this is when Ariola takes out a scorpion and puts it on Grico's leg, and he thinks it's her hand, and she's tickling him, et cetera, et cetera. And he jumps up to go grab um, a dong bag. And, <laughs> and, it's a military-style condom or something. Yeah, which I didn't understand I this. Uses a tin can like a like a tin opener. Yeah, and you can't get the yeah. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that was a thing. Yeah. What? When he was trying to open those condoms? Oh yeah, yeah um, the military does carry around condoms with them. Oh really? Yeah, uh, to keep their their barrels dry and like rain and stuff pun, like that. Pun intended. <laughs> no, I, I think Vietnam is one of the ones that started where they actually put condoms on the tips of like gun barrels to keep them dry. So Did there you know go. That. Cool. Yeah, there's a bunch of like practical uses you can use for condoms, like uh, uh, celebration balloons. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, like they do it like this is Matt's condom corner. Last minute party tips. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently, like it's like you can do all kinds of stuff with condoms. I mean, oh like, yeah, keep... so many activities. No, tell us, please. You can carry water with them. Okay, bread. Okay. You, wait, how do you carry bread with condoms? <laughs> I, I don't know. You just I don't know. It's a military thing. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crackers. Okay. Nails. Nails. Okay. Pins. Um, a book. A book, just one, just the, one. The book, the book, the book, <laughs> the book, the <laughs> book. So yeah, while he's getting all these condoms, all these condoms, while he's trying to get his condom, a condom, the girl has got the scorpion down her back because it like flew up in the air and landed down her dress. Yeah, so and she's doing like, this like dance that Richard Rico just thinks she's like really hot and heavy for him. You know what this sounds like right now? The way yeah. you're describing this, I yeah. feel like you're like you're you went to a studio and you're trying to pitch this movie idea and like all right. <laughs> In this net, and like, <laughs> like the way, like I just imagine, like that's the way you're pitching it. Hey, hear me out. All right, this next scene. So what super happens? Super sexy girl comes in. Scorpion's on her back, and well, it's on her back because it was on the ceiling and it fell. Oh, did I mention it was a scorpion in the room? <laughs> and, and you know, Richard Grieco. You know, you gotta have Richard Grieco in the movie. And he's, he's trying to get these condoms out of, out of a little thing in such a bathroom. Things just hot and heavy. <laughs> so super sexy girl walks in. Grieco turns around. He means to say bonjour, but he says boner <laughs> as he's doing a line off his hand like, <laughs> like we did laugh in the next bo- scene we did laugh at the boner part when he said that he's like boner uh, yeah bonjour <laughs> because that's an easy one to get mixed up that's what i say when i <laughs> oh boner <laughs> i just tell people what's going on <laughs> so yeah she's got the scorpion down her back and richard Rico thinks she's all hot and heavy and she's dancing around 
And while this is going on, outside is the guy with one hand. He shoots a rocket launcher at the bed. Yeah, just destroying her. He de- doesn't even know he's there because totally misses him. Yeah. yeah. What is this? Is and then this is another scene in this movie where somebody just fires into like an area yeah. and thinks everything's okay when they walk away. Also, these fucking villains like to kill each other off, like the. Uh, all the bad guys, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. It's like say, mistaken like, identity with the villains. I, get, I, I don't think they know how to kill people because, like, the bus drivers, they all get killed by their own people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then Handman kills Ariola in the hotel room. You know, they're yeah. supposed to be, like, working together. Well, yeah. I, I think they were just sacrificing her because he, he thought they were having sex, oh, and that's okay. why. Oh, okay. But can I bring up one of the more memorable lines in this movie that I don't know if it was supposed to be funny? At one point, she was undressing Richard Grieco. And she's about face level with Grieco's crotch. Yeah. And she goes, and I don't know if it's because her accent was so thick or if it was like supposed to be funny, but she was like, I like winners. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know if she was trying but to say. She says winners. She's like, because they are, she's like, oh man. But I don't know if it's supposed to be okay, like a pun. This, stuff, this is what I remembered from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was like, aren't you uh, Augustus's girlfriend? And she's like, no. He's a loser. And then she goes down the crotch level oh. and she says, I like winners. I like winners. Wow, how'd you catch that and you didn't catch that fucking handmade? Any of the plot points yeah. in this movie? Anything else in this movie? I don't know, because like, we were talking about it while we were watching the movie. Because we laughed pretty hard because we thought she said wieners. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, I like wow. wieners. But that's the whole point. It's supposed, Real mature, it's supposed guys. to sound like wieners. Real we're, we're just trying to make the best of this movie. <laughs> um, What about that Stranko guy? Is he like your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> no. I just met him tonight in the casino. <laughs> So, um, what happened? He lost. And I like... Winners. <laughs> so at this point, French uh, French girl... She is a French girl, right? Daltrey's daughter in this Yeah, movie? I believe so. Yeah. Mariska? Yeah. And she ends up kind of kidnapping Grieco. Yeah, to interrogate him because she thinks that... I think she thinks he's the... Obviously, the real Michael Corbin. Yeah. And Michael Corbin. Michael Corbin. And uh, <laughs> for some reason, she has like poster sized, Kinko sized pictures of Augustus and like her dad displayed all around like this room. It's like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Just in case. Like, yeah. In case there's, she has to interrogate Michael Corbin. Michael Corbin. <laughs> yeah. But when she interrogates him, it's literally like for 10 seconds. And she's like, okay. And she yeah. like, him. Like, why did you just go through She's like, it? why did you kill my dad? And he's like, hey, babe, like, I'm not Michael Corbin. She's like, okay. All right. Cool. Uh, cool. See, at this point, this is when I started going through the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All through the internet? <laughs> I looked up some uh, IMDb information about this movie. And the only interesting fact that I found. I think I have also have this written down. Okay. I didn't know when to bring it up, though. Because I thought right. it was should really. We say, should we say on three? All right. One, two. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so this movie is written by Fred Decker. The original screenplay was written by Fred Decker. Okay. Uh, which he only shares a story a story by credit at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. But he wrote it in mind with Anthony Michael Hall being the lead. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, like, do you think it would have been a better movie? If they I had like, so. a, like a scrawny, kind of nerdy character? No, of, like, at a- this point, I remember Anthony Michael Hall was kind of like, Playing like jocks in movies. And Was stuff. he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I guess this is Edward Scissorhands era. Yeah, this yeah. is the same year as Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah it is. 91. 91, I think so. He's so. all like roided up now. Like. Yeah, he's pretty pretty buff. So I, he probably would have played like the smooth character. Okay. Um, See, but this would have been like, you and I wonder though if, if this was meant to be made earlier in the 80s. 
Yeah, it feels like a like a obviously it's ninety one, but it does definitely have like those eighties sort of feels to it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a nineties movie. I feel like. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> like it feels like an it does feel like a, like it feels like a late eighties movie. Yeah, just and right at the end. It, maybe if they had like the two Corys in this movie. It could have been a cool movie. See, there you go. That'd be oh, cool. It does kind of come off like a Corey's movie. That would have yeah. been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Richard Grieco is just, well, like... It's, it's also his first movie, apparently. Yeah, it's his first oh, movie. Grieco? But, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. His first, like, feature role, basically. Oh, but this is after um, Jump Street. Oh, okay. Oh, after yeah. Jump Street? It, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think Jump Street's, like, uh, even, before, even before... Even uh, before... It's probably a little bit after Nightmare on Elm Street with Johnny Depp. Yeah. So it's okay. probably, like, you know... And this isn't to say, like, that Grieco's bad. I just don't think he fits this movie. Yeah, I mean, they play too much in the whole, like, slacker, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't really, like, kind of, it only doesn't really make sense. It doesn't fit him, I don't feel like. My problem with this movie, I was going to say it for the end, my problem with this movie, though, is that it needed to loosen up. You have a cool opportunity to have this high school character get mistaken for a spy. Yeah. And you can do all kinds of you wacky have, stuff. You, you can blah, blah, blah. do that and actually have some like legit action sequences. Because exactly. Because he's not yeah. really in a lot of action sequences until the very end. Not at all. Yeah. The, and he it's kills weird. everybody. Yeah, yeah. He kills everybody. The end becomes a completely different movie. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, like, that yeah. should have been it throughout the, like, he should have been like kind of like the jock slacker. You know, like kind of using his sports skills. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Sp- football almost, skills. You mean almost like uh, Masters of the Universe? Uh, yeah, Masters oh, of the is Universe. It, is that what the? No, you're not talking about because Flash Gordon. I thought. Sorry, no, my bad. It's Flash oh, Gordon. Okay. I was gonna say that yeah. guy. Wow, just they're pl- like one in the same. Yeah, sometimes. I say uh, Masters of the Universe. He just plays that keytar the entire time. No, but in, uh, uh, Flash Gordon. He's you know he's a football star. Yeah, and like they, they even like you know there's a scene where he's even like playing football. Yeah, with like that. Uh, I don't even know how to describe. Actually, the I've scene never seen Flash. Flash Gordon. I only know. Like the characters and stuff. Oh no! Really? It's, it's great. Oh man! <laughs> it's I, I smell movie. a future podcast. <laughs> we won that movie for a while. But yeah, I, I think if they would have tied in the school stuff, especially sports, being like a sports star, you know, yeah, uh, had that play into the whole like secret agent, you know, aspect of the movie. Yeah, they could have come up with like some pretty fucking cool action sequences. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll do you one better. He has to stay with because he wants to graduate. That should have been like a key point. Is that he wants to graduate? Yeah. He stays with the French club the entire movie, but he keeps disappearing and coming back and like doing all these like maneuvers and stuff. And but so the French he, club he, has no idea. Is he already a spy at this point? Well, like he'll like go off to the bathroom and something happens in the bathroom. Yeah. And then he comes back and he doesn't really talk about it. Yeah. But no one will believe him. You but know? yeah, the whole goal of the movie is I have to graduate. I think they he should have been with the 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 class the entire yeah. time. Yeah, I and guess. it made the class more like I feel like uh, stronger characters. You yeah. know, like. Mm-hmm. Better actors, they actually bigger had, actors. I don't want to say yeah. better actors, but bigger actors. Yeah, they could have um, actually had some like interactions with the other teenagers and stuff, and then they like pull a total like toy soldiers where they have to like unite and fight at the end. Oh, oh yeah, that's well, this is when we team back up with the French club yeah. because they end up going to the bad guy's castle. The the bus gets driven there. It's the hand man, the hand man, and Greco and Daltrey's daughter or going to storm the castle as well. And for some reason, Grieco decides it's a really good time to tell her, hey, I'm not a spy. Yeah. <laughs> right before we're going to go storm this castle. Yeah. Like, you could have told her afterwards. Like, she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's cool. Come on, trust me. But they but, get caught, like, instantly. Yeah, pretty much immediately. They get jailed up. Yeah, all jailed up. All jailed up. All jailed up. <laughs> um, Don't know what to do. Then we have a lot of back and forth scenes. We have the French club hanging over a pit of lava in a yeah, cage. Why it's, are they in it's, lava? It's the, uh, so, like... You probably didn't catch this, but the main oh, man, of, yeah. <laughs> the main flaw of the movie is that Augustus is stealing all the gold in Europe. 
and he's melting it down to create his own currency. Yeah, I saw. I got okay. that. So that is all the goal that they're melting down. They're going to dip them out into the. Into yeah, but the, I I don't understand why like an entire French class like deserves to be hanging above lava. They think that the French teacher is codenamed for like the super also like another badass. Yeah, it's spy. called mistaken identity because because uh, <laughs> Linda Hunt, the girl with the necklace, she uh, says, "Oh, the French teacher arrived with her band of mercenaries." So she, they think like the entire class is just mercenaries. Yeah, I know. It's, I guess it's just I don't buy it at this point. Where yeah. Yeah. Just like, they're aren't... obviously just kids. Like, yeah, like, they're eighteen year olds. Well, that's it's why too obvious. You need to make that. It's bit... too obvious that it's not funny. You know, and it's like, like I think that's what doesn't work with the movie. The jokes kind of fall flat because like the the classmates and the the teacher are pretty much non-existent throughout the entire movie. Yeah, but it, like, it, but it's, like it's too obvious. That it's like, yeah, obviously, like they're just high school kids. Yeah, like, they're like yeah. no, they're mercenaries, and it's just like, like in reality, what? like. You could tell when an eighteen year old is like eighteen year old, you know. So yeah. They they don't look like thirty year old Greco over here, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like the well, Greco they're, they're, that. they're graduating on time, so they're actually eighteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have made it more of a joke where like they pointed out one of the you know, the kids in the club and they're like, Oh, I think that's one of the head guys and it was like a huge stoner dude wearing like a tie dye shirt or something's like, What? Yeah. And like you know, like made more of a joke about it, but they're like, "Oh, they're assassins." Like, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the classmates are non-existent. Like, yeah. the only one there is is like the the friend, yeah, who's like a slob, and, and then a French teacher. That's it. not even the girl in that that trip is also like she's not really a character. Not really. So Greco has dinner with the main bad guy, and he tells him his plan about how he's gonna poison yeah, is, everyone. Yeah, it's like your typical like James I'm gonna Bond. reveal my entire plan. Yeah, you know. Um, then Greco gets in prison again. This is where he uses the gum trick. Because the way the gum trick works is it has to touch the wrapper, right? You got to yeah. chew it and then put it on the wrapper. Yeah, pretty much. Well, he uh, chews up the gum, and I don't know why I'm yelling. I get really loud right there. Yeah. He chews up the gum. <laughs> I'm super pumped about the scene. It's my favorite scene. <laughs> um, he chews up the gum and he goes to throw it on the wrapper, but it drops. One He's of like, those... oh, whoops. And one of the soldiers steps on the gum. And he and gets then, fucked. Uh, then he steps on the wrapper, and it just blows off his foot. And he's like crying. He's yeah. like, he's like, why would you do that? I want to go. Oh, no. would, yeah, it's just his bones just explode <laughs> all over the dungeon, and he's just crying. That was Owie! <laughs> so dark. And this is where the movie gets really violent. Oh yeah, oh. the rest of this movie is Greek. There's one killing. scene in particular. Where it was like, wow, for PG-13, this is pretty gory. Well, what he ends up doing is he releases the French club after killing like 100 guys. Yeah. There's no scenes where he kills a guy and he goes, oh, man, I just killed someone. I'm like, 18 yeah. years old. Puts more depth into it. Like, yeah. I'm supposed to be a high school student. He's a kid. Student. He just killed someone. Yeah. But maybe the adrenaline's kicking in. Maybe he hit a monster. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had some pre-workout. <laughs> yeah. He well, he's got a gun with unlimited bullets. And he was, listening to, uh, he was listening to The Who beforehand. <laughs> <pre-gaming>. Yeah! <laughs> Your dad was Daltrey? <laughs> they killed Daltrey? Yeah! <laughs> Your dad's Daltrey? Yeah! <laughs> um, so yeah, Greco releases the French club, then he has this whole fight over the lava pit with one-hand guy. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call him. He ends up dying. I thought this, like, when I saw this when I was younger, I thought this this fight took forever. You know, where it's like the guy kept getting the upper hand, but it ends like... 15 seconds. Oh, it's a very quick fight. Yeah. Yeah. So the French club gets released. The teacher finally takes on her name of French teacher. Yeah. And he's like, you are the French teacher. You are the now. French teacher. And she doesn't get any of this when he's she's like, all right, whatever. She runs out and she goes to the party and says, you know, don't drink the water. Well, I'm going to say, as soon as he hands out the gun, that's, she becomes the French teacher and is like a super badass now. 
Oh, yeah, totally. Like she ties in the bandana and everything and is now Rambo. She's, yeah, and she ends up going with the machine gun. She's, like, shooting up, saying, don't drink the wine, it's poison, blah, blah, blah. She's um, pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. No, yeah, she totally turns right here. Michael, what is going on here? How did we even... They tried to Mr. kill Grover, all of us. Mr. Grover, listen, there's no time to explain, but now you are the French teacher. Understand. Now get to the reception and don't let them drink the champagne. Move out! At this point, Daltrey's daughter gets taken captive by the main bad guy. And they go to the helicopter where they have all the gold. All the gold in the they have fool's gold. Yeah, fool's gold. And uh, yeah, Matt McConaughey and Kevin Hart grabs the girl and he's like <laughs> <laughs> So here's trivia. All the gold coins in this movie are actually chocolate gold coins. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> They're weighing that helicopter down, man. It's actually pretty smart to do that. I mean, it saves money. Yeah, you can yeah. you know, you can spend it and then you can eat it. You know, you get an option. For I wonder cra- what craft services. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing double duty. I can't imagine like because the place is on fire, like all these coins are melting. <laughs> Yeah, milk chocolate everywhere. Like, wait a second. So your whole plan was to melt on the gold and make chocolate coins? I love chocolate. (laughs) I love chocolate. It's so good. I'm a (laughs) Gustus. Did you get that pun? Did you get it? Wow. I'm a Gustus group. (laughs) And I love chocolate. (laughs) Wow, what a (laughs) tie-in. It all makes sense. So yeah, in the semi-sequel to Willy Wonka. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so the girl gets captured, and they take off in the helicopter, but it's too heavy with all the gold. So they throw out the principal from Kindergarten Cop. She falls pretty hard, doesn't she? Oh, uh, she uses her her her, her necklace, necklace to catch she on. She hangs on. And then she says something to like the Augustus, and he's like, "You taught me well." And he ends up like kicking her in the face. Augustus, it's not over. We will kill for you. You taught me well. He ends up kicking her in the face. She dies. And then it's still heavy, I think. Yeah, because gold starts flying out through the bottom of the helicopter. They they start shooting underneath it. Yeah, and all the gold starts falling out. Yeah, and they're like racking this helicopter with machine guns. Dude, they like like, easily cut a hole underneath. Yeah. It's like a cartoon. And they haven't (laughs) loaded yet. Yeah. Then at this point, this is when Augustus, he actually falls out of the helicopter. Yeah, because he's trying to grab the gold, which yeah. is impossible. And, and he then... lands on the gold, more gold falls on him, and he dies from this? I didn't gets, think he was that high. He gets, uh, he falls out and gets buried, and then Greek is like, keep the change. Fool's gold. Fool's gold. That's what he says? Yeah, he says, keep the change. Oh, man. Great one-liner. <laughs> I probably would have thought it, too, if it would have happened. Like, should I say that out loud? But, yeah. Nah. And then the helicopter it. falls Onto the roof and starts chasing after her. I brought this up. Matt this, goes, the physics of this makes no sense. <laughs> well, it's the Langoliers, man. Yeah, it is. It's the Langoliers. <laughs> well, because the like it's on its side, it falls on its side, right? And the propeller is horizontal to the way they are running. Yeah. So it makes sense if the the propeller was vertical because it would like eat its way through the concrete and go. I, I would buy it that way. But the fact oh, that it's, hor- you're saying. Yeah, that's what you're saying. it's horizontal and somehow it's eating up the ground <laughs> and going towards them it makes no but sense. But it should have flown sideways. Yeah, like it should have flown sideways. Yeah. Like, Not you know. After- yeah, yeah. I and know. I know this isn't real physics, but, you know. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> at least you could buy the physics. Yeah. Well, yeah, so this helicopter ends up chasing them on the dock. 
They get away. And this is when Greco finally uses his... Uh, his LA Gear his sneakers. LA Gears. Reebok pumps. <laughs> okay, so I totally forgot to make a comment about this. One of the gadgets they give to Michael Corbin is LA Gear basketball pump, you know, Reebok pumps, yeah. you know, uh, suction shoes or whatever. So you're telling me that they were going to give the other Michael Corbin, who's like 50 years old, these basketball shoes? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. It just, yeah, like, who, it wouldn't fit at all. <laughs> yeah. Somehow they got the right size and everything, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they're going to give, they're no gonna give 60-year-old Michael Corbin, you know, Reebok pumps. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that is a really good point. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, they end up suctioning down the side of the, the roof. But they kind of slide at the same time. They almost like fall off. And he's like, "Don't worry, I'm used to living on the edge." And you're like, "Cool one." I'm oh, living man. on the edge. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's our Steven Tyler. That Bob the I don't know. That, is I don't that know. Number five. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they they survive like the roof sliding and suction cupping, and that's when they meet back up with the rest of the military and the. The French club and everything. They're like, oh, Michael's dead, man. And then you just, he's like, and he's just like, right there. He's like, what's up? Hey. And the French teacher says, hey, you graduated. And he goes, hey, I'm going to go take a vacation. He, does, oh, he needs one. He says, he, he, it's uh, only been three days. What he says, uh, she says, you got the credit, you know, finally. And then he says, I'm going to take a vacation and learn a little French. Au revoir. And then just ends. It it's really, like the most yeah, abrupt ending. It really is. It's such he a cold ending. Yeah, it's just like hard cut to end. Yeah, like, it was that's, just, it. that's it. <laughs> it's like, okay. He, he should have been like, I'm going to go learn a little bit of French. Boner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Add a little comedy to the something. You know, movie or something. But um, yeah, that is If Looks Could Kill. Let's go around the room and do our one sentence summary. Hanto, go. I found myself chuckling a lot during this movie. Oh, oh yeah. man. <laughs> and I think, I think part of it's that I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> I... Maybe watch it again. Okay. Just, you know, just randomly. If it's like a, you know, Sunday hangover day or something. Well, that's, that's understandable. It. Sometimes when you grow up with the movie, like, you know, yeah. it, it's close to your heart. That's true. So you, I think that's how it is, like, with, like, Goonies and, you know, with our generation. Some people, Monster Squad. Yeah, Monster Squad. Some people don't really get it, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I think since I watched it so many times, I used to think that maybe one day I'll become Michael Corbin. Oh, yeah. man. Michael I'm still waiting for that day. And it did never happen. It never happened. And I'm doing this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like it though. It's kind of close, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's okay. It's like a hangover movie. Okay, that's actually a good way to put it. Matt, what do you got? I think this movie is a perfect date movie. Okay, why do you say that? Well, because you can make out during it, and then you and can fall you, asleep, <laughs> and you don't have to pay attention to a single thing in the movie. Wow! Like, apparently, to it me just and Matt, can, it's even just if background. You, you watch the movie, you're not going to understand any of it anyway. So exactly. Might, me, Matt, made out this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Would you watch this again? Absolutely not. Okay. It was a struggle to watch this. I could tell. Yeah, it was tough. Like, it was, I, I had a really... I don't know how many different ways I could say this movie was really hard to watch. I'm genuinely surprised. I thought you guys w- would have dug it. It was. It just wasn't like... It is It is a comedy, but it's not funny. Yeah. And that's, now, I, I was think, actually kind of excited about it. We knew it could go either way. It was either going to be really bad or yeah. like really bad good. And then once it started, I remember just like 20 minutes into it, I was like, man, it's just not clicking for me. That's weird. Yeah. I, th- I, yeah. I had a lot of fun like watching it. It had its parts. Like I said, the whole hotel room scene. Yeah. I was. We, I think we were both engrossed in that. We thought that yeah. was funny. It actually was entertaining. I just think there's a lot of missed opportunities. I agree. There's yeah, been I mean, a lot more comedy. I remember it being a lot more action-packed when I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. And it like it's kind of a straightforward movie, too. Yeah. Very to the point. Even that ending just ends like just to black. Yeah. And there's no like resolution to really any of the characters at all. Nope. 
But, Nobody um, learns anything. Yeah, he he's going to learn French. <laughs> he That's what he says. Maybe, yeah. We, we don't know. Because it ended so abruptly. <laughs> well, I would never watch this movie again. But like I said, I'll do give it props for a few things. I think it's it's got a cool concept. I think Greco, I have no problem with Greco in the movie. Yeah. I will say that. I just, I don't know. I just I think feel they like done... they should have, they just should have let loose a little bit. Yeah, I think they could have gone a totally different route and had a little bit more fun with the story and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. you know, this is the movie. So. I would rather, like, I think the way they probably originally described this movie as a John Hughes, James Bond yeah. movie. Yeah. John Hughes, James Bond movie. And that's what I think, like. <laughs> that's a cool way to pitch it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the way they probably pitched it. And it didn't come out that way. I think if we got like a Breakfast Club era Michael or Anthony Michael Hall, yes, right, yeah, if we got that like that era of him in this movie, yeah, as like kind of the scrawny, nerdy, you know, dorky classmate or you know, student or whatever, and then he becomes a super badass by the end. See, I think that would be cool because you don't want to see the cool guy become the cool guy. Yeah, he just becomes even cooler. Yeah, you just want you want to see you want to see like the average Joe or the nerd. Yeah. Or like the quiet guy, or you know, something. or the basket case, or the the princess. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going that route, but good save, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, you want to see some. You want to see the underdog. I don't feel like he's an underdog. Yeah, and that's what would make the movie more fun. If yeah, our main character. Yeah, they could have easily turned into like a John Hughes spy movie. Yep. Yeah, it could have been cool. So good talk. Cool. All right. Well, join us in the second part of the podcast where Hanto's going to do our genre breakdown of Case of Mistaken Identity. Welcome back to the second part of the podcast. We're going to do our genre breakdown. Uh, this week's genre, as I said earlier, is Case of Mistaken Identity. Hanto's going to be your tour guide to this breakdown. <laughs> Hanto? I'll be, the, I'll be the bus driver for this, this segment. <laughs> Wait, would you happen to be the captain now? Ooh. Oh, come on. I am the French teacher now. <laughs> That's our new one. Hanto, take us away. So, you know, obviously, I had to come up with a, not come up with a genre, but I had to think of a genre for the movie, you know, if it looks like a kill, obviously, it's mistaken identity. And, I don't know, I think it's a pretty interesting topic because, you know, you can play around with different genres and kind of make something interesting out of it. And it's kind of cool because it spawned, you know, movies within the action, adventure, comedies, dramas, and, like, thriller genres. And there's, like, plenty of examples to choose from. I don't know if you guys have, like, thought any for the, the second half. No, oh, yeah, for sure. We got a couple. But uh, some of the ones I came up with are Big Lebowski, which is like a case of mistaken identity. Okay. That's a good the, one. The whole rug, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of humor in the story. Okay. One that I watched recently, uh, Galaxy Quest, which, you know, this is before I even picked the genre, uh, you know, in honor of Alan Rickman. Okay. That's a total, like, you know, group of mistaken identity. Oh, yeah. The entire yeah. movie is about mistaken yeah. identity. And yeah. I guess playing off of that, you know, piggybacking off of that movie, Three Amigos, which is kind of what Galaxy Quest is kind of based. Never you know, saw it. That's insane. Never saw <laughs> it. I've never seen I, I I might have watched it as a kid on Comedy Central, but I don't re- really remember the movie. It's like probably my top five funniest movies I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. It's just a movie, you know, I don't know if you guys will like it because I grew up watching Three Amigos. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys should give it a try because, you know, you're watching Community has Chevy Chase in it. That's true. You know, Steve Martin and Martin Short, they're always hilarious okay future so, uh not a future episode i won't talk about this movie oh okay i hate this movie <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it it's in my top five i hate it <laughs> and then one of the big ones is i would say uh, face off 
Yeah, yeah, face off. That's where you're like yeah. literally taking the face off, you know, and replacing mistaken identity. Yeah, you know, it's pretty spot on. What do you guys? I got a couple. Um, I wrote face off as well. Uh, North by Northwest. Okay, yeah. so that's one of the movies I watched in preparation for this. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I've seen it once. It was a long time ago. It's my like top ten. Really, like, one of my really movies of all time. Yeah. It's one of the few Hitchcocks that I've seen too many times that I I just can't really get into anymore. It's a really? long movie. Yeah, it's like two hours or something. something yeah, like that. and it goes to a lot of places. I like it. It's like, you know, with Mistaken Identity, he's just an ad executive. Yeah. And he gets, you know, thrown in this whole crazy situation, you know, this whole conspiracy. I, I would have to say the Hitchcock movie that I like the most for with Mistaken Identity is... The Wrong Man. The wrong man. Yeah, that's the I one saw I like that. Most. See, I've only seen that like a couple of times. Oh, really? That has a uh, Henry Fonda. Yeah, where he basically gets uh, mistaken for like a killer. Yep. And right? then there's a couple of uh, Hitchcock ones. There's I Confess is one. Or no, no, I'm yeah. sorry. I Confess isn't mistaken identity. Thirty nine steps. Uh, thirty nine steps is one. I, I'm, I'm pretty. Th- yeah, I, I've only seen it like twice. Yeah, I've only seen it a couple of times. It's awesome, but but yeah, I think uh, that one's one of them. And then uh, the man who knew too much. Okay. Is one of them. Uh, I think. Oh, my God. Well, how about The Man Who Knew Too Little? Oh. <laughs> man, that was the other movie I was going to say. <laughs> that is, that's a great one. I know, that's actually, it. like, I didn't watch that until probably, like, within, like, the last eight years or so. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember being pretty funny. But, actually. yeah, it was, like, it came out, what, mid-90s or so? and I It was, like, Bill Murray's kind of, like, he wasn't as big anymore, and he was kind of, like, falling fe- off the grid a little kinda, bit. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, before he started getting the whole, like, the drama slash drama comedy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was, like, uh, right after, like, Dumbo Drop. Or Operation. Operation. No, no, no. no, not Oper- No, there was the one with the elephant. Yeah, what's it's, it's not Oper- it, that's the no, one that's Danny Glover. Danny Glover and Dennis oh, that Mary. is. Yeah, yeah. It is. What's, what was the one with the elephant? Get big, big large. Oh, big life? Big no. get big. Larger than life. Larger than life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh yeah, I remember like watching them like being find it like genuinely hilarious. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I would definitely if I could find that movie on Netflix, I would watch it again. Because <laughs> he just plays like a dumb idiot. Who, yeah, like just finds life funny or whatever. Yeah, like, it's just yeah, remember, yeah. Like, I can't remember. Like he's just completely oblivious to everything that's yeah, going on. Yeah, the whole plot is he thinks it's part of his like birthday gift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the whole birthday gift is like where you're because what it is, it's like this whole it's like, like a role playing, it's a role playing thing. So it's basically a funny version of the game. Yeah, because he thinks yeah. he's supposed to go to her for yeah. his birthday, no but then real like killers or assassins show up. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, it's the whole movie. <laughs> he's like, all right, let's play along. And I remember being hysterical. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Man, I'm glad we brought up that movie. Yeah. Um, and I have one more movie. I brought up uh, The Majestic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That movie is solely based on... Yeah, because he has amnesia. Yeah. And they think that he is a lost son. Yep. Of who? Martin Lund- Landau? Yeah. Okay. That's right. And in pretty much the whole movie... Is, and he, Jim Carrey doesn't know who he is. He's got yeah. amnesia. Man, that's an underrated movie. I yeah. really, really liked that movie, and I know it was like I think it was panned by critics. It I think was. It was I don't understand why? Because yeah. I think it was right after Truman Show. Yeah, and they were expecting like another Truman Show esque movie. Where and it's I, like, I feel like it is kind of Truman Showy though. A little bit. Like I basically, I, I look at Truman Show and um, The Majestic as Jimmy Stewart movies. Yeah, because I know Jim Carrey's favorite actor is Jimmy Stewart, and he probably took his, that, those two roles in those movies because. He could do a Jimmy Stewart kind of character. Okay, no, I yeah, guarantee I it. Yeah. yeah, and the majestic is like, like a number one for that because he just it is. It's like he's like Jimmy Stewart in that movie. I guess those movies feel pretty similar because it's like you're the center of attention in the town, like where all eyes are on you, basically. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the Truman Show, and then like majestic, he's like the lost son that reappears after 
however many years, and everyone's mm-hmm. kind of like paying attention to this guy. So it's kind of like same sort of feel, I guess. Yeah. So, Matt, what do you got? You got any movies? <sighs> All the ones you guys said. Really? Oh man, that's weird. Yeah, I had kind of trouble picking uh, mistaken identity movies out. Can't think of anything that's like. It's really kind of like one of those genres I've never dis- I've never tapped into. How about like Lucky Number Slevin? You see that I ne- actually, I never saw it. It's pretty decent. Is yeah, it? Yeah, pretty good. I remember uh, watching it with a buddy of ours and I fell asleep. Oh, during like uh, If Looks Could Kill? Yeah, If Looks Could Kill. <laughs> or, or Page Master? <laughs> yeah, it's a very sleepy genre. Or Three Ninjas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I fell asleep pretty hardcore during Page Master. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. I remember. I remember um, waking up and it was like a nightmare. Everything was like, all of a sudden, Macaulay yeah, we Culkin were... was a cartoon. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I got a movie to throw out. Mistaken Identity. See if this fits in the genre. Okay. Big. The movie. Oh. <laughs> I was oh. waiting for her, like. Yeah, you like. I know everybody was staring at me. I was like. I was waiting for. Uh, uh, this stupid guy, sorry. I don't think Big would fit. It's Mistaken Identity. Everybody thinks he's, he's an adult. He's not mistaken for anybody, though. They think he's an adult and he's not an adult. Maybe. Mistaken I, that'd be, Identity. That'd be like a loose. Yeah, but that would be connection. saying, like. Um, Oh, what do you got? I'm waiting for it, man. I'm pumped. What do you got? Um, I'm listening. Like, she's the man is... That's mistaken identity. Mistaken identity. Or just or, one of the guys. Or, or just the, one of the guys. Or... Uh, soul man. Soul man yeah. is mistaken identity. <laughs> no, I would say this is mistaken identity, because everything thinks he's an adult, and yeah. he's not. I'm just trying to stretch the genre. I'm just trying to get yeah, conversation. But, I don't know. I'll throw in a better one. Okay. Uh, Being There, starring Peter Sellers. Never saw it. Wow. Never heard no, of it. No, I've never seen I've never seen it. It's the infamous I've world. heard of it, but I've never it's seen it. It's the infamous it. like the 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 poster where he's walking across the water and has like the umbrella. Nope. You you've probably seen it. Okay. You probably just don't recognize it. All right. Um but yeah, that's when he is basically a gardener for a wealthy man who passes away. And I think he has like some sort of like autism or something. But he basically repeats everything that people say to him and somehow he just becomes like the most popular person. Oh, really? He says something, I'm Chance the Gardener, which is, his name is Chance, he's the gardener, and uh, they basically mistake him for saying, I'm Chauncey Gard- Gardener, which is his, like, first and last name, and then he just becomes more and more popular, people start, like, paying attention to him and, like, using whatever he says, even though he's, like, regurgitating everything that people say, they use that as, like, their advice, as, hit, like, he's giving advice to them, and it just, like, gets even bigger throughout the movie. It's kind of an interesting movie. It's pretty amazing. Okay. It's, like, I think it's maybe one of his last movies ever. Okay. Oh, I think really? it might have been, like, the one he made right before he passed away. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to top it, though, because I thought you were going a different route. Okay. Uh, scratch big. Mistaken identity, vice versa. That's, like, switching. But it's mistaken identity. Like People father, like son. Like father, like son. Yeah, would that just be like eighteen again? Would that be a s- switching identity, or would th- it takes two? Because it's not a mistake. It's you know, like I feel like there's when people are talking to Judge Reinhold's character, they think he's someone else, and he's not. It's mistaken identity. Yeah. Loose, loose uh, connection. Guys, I'm trying. All yeah. Right. Okay, so let me ask you guys this: So, does this genre work better in comedy or drama? Uh, works pretty great with action. Yeah, it looks a kill. There you go. <laughs> I've only actually seen him more in comedy than uh, drama. I haven't, I, feel, I haven't seen a majority of those Hitchcock movies. But I feel like our reception is from the movies we just listed is bigger towards the comedy movies than it is the dramas. Yeah, yeah because think, you can get so much aloof situations. Yeah, yeah. but I, there's definitely there's you know there's a lot probably out there that we're not listing off obviously, but there could be with thrillers obviously with you know creating like tense situations with the scenario I guess. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I guess more what we listed off are comedies. Because mm-hmm. the other movie I watched is The the Great Dictator, 
starring Charlie oh, Chaplin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had never seen it before. Oh, really? And I've seen clips. But I actually yeah. had never seen a Charlie Chaplin movie before. Really? So it was kind of cool seeing this in its entirety. There, and I kind of dodged Chaplin movies for a long time. Yeah. Um, just because I wasn't interested in watching them. Yeah. And I watched, I got into them about like oh, seven years ago. And I, I just really enjoy them. I think yeah. they're funny. They're it's really like, funny uh, movies. Just taking like slaps of comedy, pretty much. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, kind of going off top of it, I think that's why I enjoy like Jackie Chan movies so much. Yeah. He's basically like the Charlie Chaplin of like uh, martial artists. Okay. But, you know, that's obviously off topic. But uh, Great Dictator is pretty good. And I didn't realize that the whole mistaken identity is really at the end of the movie with the infamous speech that he makes at the end as the Great Dictator. Oh, okay. Have you, ever, have you guys ever seen it before? Yeah, yeah. I saw it Yeah, once. there's a like heartfelt speech. I've seen a speech, which is amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And he got nominated for Best Actor that year. And I think even Great Dictator got... I think there are several Oscar nominations for that movie. Okay. But um, it's like one of the most powerful speeches, and especially since it's Chaplin's first talking movie that he's ever done. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've heard and that. And just seeing him get nominated for an Oscar for that role is pretty awesome. But um, I think that's probably... One of the more classic examples of mistaken identity. I'll give you that. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our genre breakdown. Uh, let's go around the room real quick. Talk about things we watched. Matt, start off. Go. Okay. What'd you watch? Talk to me. Go. So I have been watching the new um, James Franco show, eleven twenty two sixty three on Hulu. Yeah. I actually watched that last week and I forgot to bring it up on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I am really into this show. This show is is fucking awesome especially so far. Coming, two episodes in especially coming off of i only saw the first episode okay but it's saying especially coming off of uh under the dome which is a gigantic piece of shit is it really <laughs> it's really bad yeah I, it just looked boring it's, it's like the simpsons movie yeah essentially i read most of the book i still haven't finished it because as long as hell it's like 1500 pages yeah it's a long one yeah but uh the story is pretty awesome and you know, like any show, especially with like The Walking Dead, they change the whole story completely. Really? Like characters and everything. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. Ask <laughs> the, why did they do this? Ask why? the showrunners. <laughs> uh, like the main character uh, in Under the Dome was is already in the town. Is already like a known member of society. Blah blah. blah. But the TV show, like he's just like a nobody that shows up in town. Like, okay. He's just like a hitman or something, which is not. Anything like the book at all? Really, but it's really dumb. But I'm glad like eleven twenty two sixty three is like. Oh man, it's so good. I love time travel stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a huge fan of like Quantum Leap. Oh yeah, I, um, I watched a couple episodes. Oh, uh, I love Quantum Leap. But like, I just love the concept of time travel, and I feel like this show just does it so right. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really. And in last night's episode was, or I'm sorry, when this podcast goes up on the net, yeah. it'll be a couple of days later. But this recent episode was great. No it spoilers because I haven't seen anything. It was it was pretty pretty suspense. It's actually been a while since I've seen Matt get this giddy about a show. I know, man. And I think I, I I think I'm gonna read the book before I watch it. So I'm gonna I, wait until oh, it's great. done. No, I heard, oh, yeah. great. Now Chris is never oh, ever oh, gonna watch the show. Tune in uh, next year for Chris's review on. <laughs> no, Chris will never watch it. It's like him with Lost. He's like he, he he to this day Chris doesn't know what happens at the end of the Lost show. Because he he wants to watch it from the beginning, so he ignores all the conversations about it. But he has yet to sit down and watch it. I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. By the next podcast, oh, I, I read eleven twenty two sixty three. No, I'm talking about <laughs> no with Lost. 
I will think about watching Lost. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow. By the next time we do a podcast, I'll think about it. I'm not holding back with spoilers. <laughs> oh, wait, you may ask something as a group real quick. Did anybody finish X Files? No, no, not yet. Okay. I'm right, like, either I'm four episodes. Yeah, we're three episodes behind. behind. Okay. So, and the third. final episode just premiered. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so other stuff I watched this week. I watched uh, one of my top ten favorite movies, Zodiac. Okay, nice. Uh, by David Fincher. Yeah. It's an I movie. am in love with that movie. I always uh, hate seeing. Re- no, this is one of the reasons why I don't really like reading reviews in our newspaper, is because one of the reviews for this movie was Zodiac. You know, like oh like, really? Like it's a boring movie. It's not, and it's movie. not a boring movie. At it's been all. a while since I've seen it, but there's a lot of memorable scenes in this. Yeah, movie. dude, and it's like it gets pretty intense. There's certain movies that I watch, and it make it inspires me to be like. Oh, that sounds weird. Right, <laughs> yeah, it inspires me to take up the mantle of the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer. <laughs> now, this movie makes me want to be a detective. Yeah. Like, because it's just such an interesting story and such a, a true interesting story. But, like, it's like uh, Catch Me If You Can. I was like, man, I want to be a fake Pan Am pilot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to be a con man. That looks like fun. <laughs> but now that, you know, of course, it's. What plays out in my head isn't exactly how it would play out in real life. Yeah. But you got a um, podcast out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I also watched a Polish foreign movie called uh, Ashes and Diamonds, which was really good. Actually, I've never heard of this. Yeah. Um, what is the, what's the general synopsis? Uh, what happens is it's the day that basically World War II is over. Okay. And they, this guy, uh, the soldier, Polish soldier, gets drafted into assassinating this communist candidate. From He's going to be mayor. Okay. So he has to go assassinate him, but it's like a it's a realist movie. But he also falls in love during it, so it's like his kind of like conflicting position with uh, wanting to go off with this girl. Or is that kind of the the plot of eleven twenty two sixty three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, but that was really good. And then me and Chris watched a movie, and I'll segue this into uh, to you. Wait, what did we watch together? That well, no, I want to segue. I'm going to segue this oh, movie. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> We watch this movie together, and then you can say all the stuff you watch this week, right? Okay, go ahead. We watched this movie called Unfriended, which <sighs> Honto hates. And but me and Matt thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Wow. We were entertained. Yeah, this wow. Is, this is my If Looks Could Kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, yeah, we played on a Saturday night. We probably had, uh, it was with the other brother and one of the gr- girlfriends, and um, we looked at it in the running time. That movie's like seventy-five yeah, minutes, something. Pretty and short. I was like, "All right, we'll check it out." Worst case scenario, and it's seventy minutes. I was entertained. I'm not saying it was yeah. an amazing movie, but from beginning to end, I was entertained. Well, what kind of clicked with me with that movie was I was like, "Okay, this is a a different story. Like they're telling the story in a different way." And mm-hmm. I couldn't match it up to any other movie I've seen before because I mean, it's like it's all it was told. the last time you watched a movie about. Oh, you know that takes place over Skype the entire time. Yeah, the oh, yeah. entire it's movie. Totally, yeah, it's for a specific and, demographic. Go ahead and set up the movie in case the audience says. If know you haven't seen the movie, this whole movie takes place via Skype in high school with like four or five other buddies, and it's about um, it's like a um uh it's um, oh um, man, what a horrible <laughs> job. Okay, so <laughs> the whole movie takes place on a desktop of a computer between five buddies on Skype. And one of their friends committed suicide over uh, a, a year viral, ago. Over a viral video. Over a viral video. And she's getting back at him via ghost. Maybe? Maybe over the internet. And it's just, I think it was a really clever way to tell a story. I, just, I was yeah, really. I'm not, like I said, I'll probably never watch it again, but I was entertained. <laughs> I'll yeah. never watch it again. <laughs> I was entertained. I was, yeah. I, so what did you not like about it, though? Hunter? I thought the acting was fucking atrocious. 
I thought it was boring just seeing just the computer screen the entire time. Really? Yeah. I can get by with watching like a found footage movie. I can't get by watching somebody's computer screen the entire hour and however many minutes of yeah. a feature movie. I don't know what it was. Like, cause, see, I thought that was interesting. I thought the like, ending was really dumb. I thought it was just too gimmicky. Yeah. And I didn't really like it. Uh, I will say, and this is going to sound really stupid. I am even regret saying it. This movie might be historically important. <laughs> I know. Hold on, hold on. I'll give you that. Okay. I'll give you that. Because that, I mean, we're in our late 20s, you know, early 30s at this point. But for 14 and 15-year-olds, like, that's their lives. Like, everything, like, that's pretty spot on to, like, Facebook messaging, Skype, um, emails, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's, and they, they click real fast, and like, that's, I don't know, it's kind of important in that sense. I'm not saying. I don't see him being inducted in the National Film Registry as <laughs> uh, being significantly important. Yeah, Why did I say that? <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, no, I'll give it to you because it is. It's just. Um, it, it's. A, but it is a one trick pony. Yeah. It's a different way to tell a story, but it's a one trick pony. Yeah, there'll yeah, never I, be another movie. I yeah, I don't want to ever watch yeah. a sequel to this movie. You yeah. know, there's going to be so many fucking movies going to be spawned. Yeah, because how this. much did this make, Chris? Opening weekend, it made forty million dollars. And how much did it cost to make? Forty million dollars, <laughs> really? Seven hundred million dollars. No, I don't <laughs> know I how much. They, they shot it on location. They shot it. They shot it with GoPros. Yeah, I mean, everybody was all in different rooms of the house. Yeah, and, it was all one house, different rooms. Oh, and really? they used GoPros, yeah. and it's all one long take. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And there might be like a cut here and there, yeah, but like but, for the most part. So it's, obviously, this movie's super cheap to make. And yeah, it totally made its money back. Made forty dollars. Made forty million dollars. <laughs> um, this week, uh, what I watch. I uh, finished up season five of Community. Um, season six is coming out on DVD mid March, I believe. Oh wow, I thought it was like already out. No, no, they just that season just happened this past summer. Okay. Um, I'm promoting the show, so we, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm you promoting bring it out every week to well, our forty listeners. I want. <laughs> shut up. I want the movie to get made. Hopefully, so. one of them's Donald Glover. <laughs> So yeah, Donald Glover, if you can come back for the movie and the movie can get made, that would be great. I watched, uh, I started a new show on Netflix called Love. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to check it out. With uh, Gillian Jacobs, who's on Community, yeah. um, produced by Gillian. Judd Apatow. Yeah, and I got about four or five episodes into it. Not hysterical, but... But it's the, like a typical Judd Apatow. No, not even. It's not like... Really? Yeah, it's, it, it's... I don't know, I'm very engrossed in the story. Okay. I'm not laughing like I thought I would, but the story itself, I'm totally drawn check into. Check it out, I'll check it out. That's pretty much it for me. What do you got, Hanta? I have a bunch. Go for it. Uh, I saw Deadpool last week. What'd you think? Oh. I thought it was fucking awesome. Okay. It was funny. I didn't expect to laugh as much as I did. Okay. It's just like, just funny, like a funny R-rated superhero movie. Oh, yeah? It's kind of like on par. I would, I still think Guardians is, is the funniest out of all the superhero movies that are coming out. Yeah. Or that have come out. I'm glad they got the character right this time, as opposed to when they did it in Wolverine Origins. Yeah. It was they and they bring it up in the movie, which is awesome. Do they? Okay. It's like the movie's so self-aware because Deadpool like is aware of the fourth wall. Yeah, he breaks it constantly, and he's doing that in the movie, and it's great. Um, I saw The Witch. What'd on, you think of that? Oh, I thought it was great. I think it was like a a good horror movie because it's not in your face like all these other movies are. Yeah, it's real unsettling because a lot of the stuff is kind of off-screen. You're just kind of seeing. A la Blair Witch. Yeah, it's kind of like, like shit doesn't get real obviously until like towards the end. But it's a great, and it's kind of like promoted as a a as a folk tale 
I think, with witchcraft. Okay. So it's Is it a cool. found footage movie? No, okay. no. Yeah, it takes place during Puritan times, like, I think 30 years before the Salem Witch Trials. Okay. So it's kind of cool seeing, like, all the shit kind of go down during that period. Oh, yeah. But it's, I, I think it's worth checking out, for sure. Okay. Was um, it scary? There are some, like, some creepy moments in it, for sure. Cool. Uh, I watched, <laughs> coming fresh off of Ridiculous Six, I watched Pixels. And yeah. this, <laughs> this movie's really bad. Was it? But it's, like... A lot better somehow than Ridiculous Six. Okay. If you just want to like watch a hangover movie and you get pissed off, watch this so movie. So wait, wait, this movie has got the quality of <laughs> if looks could kill. A lot of hangover movies that you watch. Uh well, are you if it's like a lazy day, you know. Yeah. You got nothing better to do. Yeah. You've seen every other movie in the world. Yeah. Watch Pixels. Okay. Uh but don't watch it. I watched uh a Kevin Bacon movie called Cop Car. Which came out recently. Okay. It's kind of an independent movie. I think it's actually even produced by Kevin Bacon. Oh, cool. But it's pretty decent. Uh, nothing special. The kids suck in the movie. That's kind of the whole plot of the movie. The kids steal this cop car, and Kevin Bacon's trying to get it back because he's a bad Is it dude. a comedy? No. It no. Like a <laughs> no. No. These kids are fucking idiots. They steal a cop car, and Kevin Bacon is a shady sheriff in the small Colorado town. And basically, it's kind of like a thriller. Okay. So... And yeah. then I watched The Voices. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty decent. I think it's pretty decent, yeah. Yeah. I think he does a really good job in it. I was surprised at how dark the movie is. Yeah. Totally threw me off. Yeah, I did not see that coming at all. And it has one of the best ending credit sequences I've ever seen. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> really? so, yeah. It's got some really good... Yeah. I, like I said, I don't think it's a phenomenal movie. But like I said, it made my almost top 10 last year, but... I think he does a great job, and I think there's some very memorable scenes. Like yeah. it said, it's it's so much darker than I thought. I it was didn't know be. that uh, Gemma Arterton, the one that was in the Bond, uh, Atherton, Atherton, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know she was in. I didn't know that Anna Kendrick, yeah. I didn't know she was in it either, yeah. And they did a great job yeah. as uh, the supporting. Yep. So, all right. Well, uh, that's gonna wrap up uh, this week's podcast. Uh, a few announcements. Uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to be at Horror Hound. Um, pretty much what it is is a horror movie comic con or a horror con. Yeah, it's a horror con. It's not comic con. It's not a. You know what I meant. You know what I meant. It's like it's a horror comic book convention. You just say it's a horror convention. It's a horror convention. Um, we are going to Horror Hound. It's going to take place. Uh, what's the date on this? Nineteenth of March. Nineteenth of March. Um, we're going to support Cinema Cult. You'll see us in our Cinema Cult T-shirts if you show up. Uh, in preparation for this horror con. We're going to watch a few horror movies. We haven't done any horror movies really since October. October we did good. Krampus, but um, yeah, we haven't been, done... I think October Scare Month or whatever. Yeah, and our, it's been yeah. a while. We got kind of burned out because we did so many. But we're going to do a couple here in a row. These better be good. We're going to start it off. Actually, I know, I know <sighs> one of them already. Okay. We were decided. Oh, yeah, we have decided on one as our group movie. All right, this one is Chris's pick, though. Oh, this is my pick. God. Unfriended. First off, <laughs> we haven't profiled an actor in a while. We are going to profile Kevin Bacon. Ooh. Oh, cool. And the movie we are watching is a 1990 flick, Tremors. Oh, man. How are we going to watch it? Who owns this movie? I own Tremors. You do? Yep. I love you get Tremors? Back in high school, I got hit really hard, and I, I shake from like, oh, <laughs> time to time. Oh, man. <laughs> you asked. I watched this movie fairly recently, and I, lo- I love it. Okay. Yeah, I've actually, I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid, but I remember being in love with this movie. Okay. So yeah, join us next week when we profile Kevin Bacon and we watch the horror flick Tremors. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. We'll see you next week.